0: It's the inaugural Totally Rad Christmas Awards. Hit it. everyone welcome to the first totally rad christmas awards what an unbelievable night i mean the stars are all out they're shining bright i mean i think i saw tim babb here uh wearing a superman suit with a santa hat i know mike westfall's been through here uh, i saw holly cuomo i mean i think i even saw president hot dog run through here the this is just a great great night um But, you know, I can't start this party off without my unbelievable co-hosts. So without further ado, let me say it was 2020, but it was all about the 80s. I'm your host, Jerry D., with a spectacular evening of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, books, fashion, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now joining me are not one, not two, but three totally rad Christmas all-stars. You'll know them as the bodacious elves from the radical "Tis the Podcast. So, it's my pleasure to introduce the ever-effervescent Julia Colburn. Julia, you look stunning tonight. How are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, I'm out here on this beautiful red carpet. There are no kids in sight. When's the last time I got to have an adult night out? Not very often. And also, not very often I get to put on such a dress.
0: Can no. I just say... Yes. You, so fun. Uh, just having, lovely.
1: having the designers flock over me was so fun.
0: Who did you end up going with? Who are you? So who are you wearing? This
1: is a little Donna Karen number throwing oh, it back wow. to the 80s when she was like hot stuff. So I'm really strutting it out here tonight. Got my big high heels on. We'll see how many times I trip on this red carpet.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully zero. Eh? <laughs> oh, But uh, that brings me to the person right behind you. It is the magnificent Tom Crow. Tom, big night for you, bud. I mean, big you're night. nominated for a few awards. You know, what was uh, the atmosphere like in the Casa de Crow tonight?
2: You know, it was, uh, it was on, I was on pins and needles. Christine is ever supportive and Ellie is very excited to hear her daddy tonight. Hi Ellie. Uh, I too had enjoyed getting dressed up. You'll notice my lovely limited edition hoodie designed by the Tis the podcast elves. And I've got that coupled with the fall 2020 collection from H and M of sweat pants shorts. And uh, I too, am hoping that these heels don't trip me. <laughs> i'm a little out, i'm a little out of practice with covid i haven't worn, the, worn high heels in a while so hopefully um hopefully i can make it like julia without any without any accidents
0: and i see you uh you got a manicure and everything too you to walk the uh the mani cam should we zoom in on that let's do oh there we go and i'm just ooh, hoping so pretty. i'm hoping
2: it's hot <laughs> I, I feel solid i don't think we'll have any wardrobe malfunctions this year
0: well let's hope not for sure i don't want to have to uh censor anything here <laughs> oh but uh, finally it is the angry elf himself it is the amazingly admirable anthony caruso bro come on how excited are you like to hear the results of these awards here
3: you know i don't want to brag or be too optimistic but i think i have a lot of this in the bag just saying <laughs> and I, you know what a great evening because julia agreed to sit between me and tom in the
0: audience, so I am so happy about that. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, I do the same thing at church. I got to put my, I got to put myself between the kids. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love your outfit. Uh, that's a nice tux you got on there. It's uh, it's very purpley.
3: You know what? I went with uh, you know, inspired. My book is
2: inspired by Christmas with the Joker. Oh, so. I. <laughs> uh, I know that's what you tried to pull off, but it looks a lot more like. 70s this is totally rad which is the 80s we're not going with the the flowery shirts anthony you had your
3: chance to talk tom it's the best else chance to talk right now (laughs) (laughs) so you think you're going to be on the best dress list there i have no doubt i'm going to be on the best dress list and i already got a photo bomb todd killian on the red carpet so i know i've appeared in a few different interviews tonight (laughs)
0: <laughs> todd killian <laughs> looking fantastic as santa by the way i love his outfit uh you know we mm. always say he could make it work and that that red tux with the white ruffles i mean that's just spot on
1: the ruffles really I, do it let me tell you
0: you know i would be
3: more impressed if he didn't say um you know uh red dawn was a christmas
0: movie <laughs> <laughs> well now todd killian i think is going up against you in a couple of these categories what do you think your chances are against him
3: I'm not worried.
0: Yeah. some pretty strong words. I mean, there's some tough competition here. There really is mm-hmm. that toy episode in particular. I'm really, really worried about. I just, I have a feeling that uh GI Joe is going to take it. I don't know. What do y'all think?
1: There's a good chance of that. I'm feeling like that's a real strong one tonight.
0: <laughs> uh, Plus
1: I think we've got, I think Todd Killian got a real good chance of picking something up tonight.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, all the trades are betting on him for sure. I know for a fact that
3: nobody's going to beat me when it comes to the most guest hosting the most guest uh, appearances on your podcast it's
2: you true. know as i as as I'm looking at the at the list of nominees, we do have some wonderful talent here and and I love the pod Christmas podcast community and the fans, so I'm not really betting on anybody to win. My hope is just that Anthony loses and loses a lot,
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know. This is Jerry's award show. These are the raddies. This is a Christmas award show. I stand by what I said, though. If it it was a Festivus award show, I would start out. I would reply to that by saying, I have a lot of problems with you people. And now you're (laughs) going to hear about them. But I'm going to contain myself tonight. I'm going to bask in my winnings.
0: Oh, nice. Very confident. I like the confidence. Well, I know you're, uh, I mean, people have been saying you're a shoe-in there for the raddest New Yorker, so uh, I'm pretty confident. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> have you seen my competition? Well, I mean, I guess Chris and Chris were originally from Florida,
3: weren't they? Exactly, and only one person on that list has a New York attitude, which goes a long way to making you a true New Yorker.
0: That's true, and and I know David, uh, for sure, is from Texas, so I don't know if he counts as a New Yorker, but... You know what? They should <laughs> who, 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 is right, that it what? is that it that's like ellie i
2: asked ellie hey what are you doing she's like oh you know
3: all, all i'm saying is whoever came up with the nominees for these different uh categories there should have been some disqualifications here
0: oh yeah like what very
3: interesting like what how about the fact that only one of these new yorkers is actually
2: from new york mm. i'll have it, to bring that fun. up with the academy he didn't define, how about, they, they didn't how could, define New Yorker They didn't define New Yorkers. It could be anybody living in New York. Uh,
3: transplants,
2: transplants call themselves by the name as well.
3: Yeah, they,
2: and, and some purists only say that people who live in New York City should be called New Yorkers. The rest of us look
0: down on those people. Well, that's a whole nother story here.
2: And and I, I, thought this was, I thought this was the ratties and you were, you were holding in and basking in, <laughs> in your winning. This, this feels like a rant. Plus, what <laughs> genius even
3: puts Not people even with less guest appearances than myself in the category?
2: They don't have to stand a chance. Mm. Well, I think what that's saying is that your contributions to those episodes were so minuscule that they don't even count as a full one. That's how I would take that if it were me.
4: I would Julia, can you rein in better. the child,
2: please? Maybe I should do better. All hashtag, right. You know hashtag what? Be best. Hashtag be best, Anthony. You know what? Y'all,
3: <laughs> I don't know about Tom, but me and Julia have to get backstage and prepare for these
0: presentations. So nah, I'm Tom, just going to wing it.
1: I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to start seeing well,
0: all I'll, the goodness
1: uh, coming out of tonight.
0: Well, then I'll see you all inside. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, right. Yeah, Jerry. And, uh, yep, L- later, what's, dude. What, what's that? Yep. Okay, yeah, I'm getting word the show's about to start. So uh, let's go ahead and, and, and get inside, and we'll get to that first award. Welcome to the first Totally Rad Christmas Awards. Our first award is for the Raddest Guest Duo, presented by the lovely Julia.
1: You know, sometimes a show is covering such a big topic that one guest just isn't enough. Luckily, there are podcasts out there hosted by two people to really make sure all the bases are covered and nothing is left out. The first category tonight really celebrates these guest duos and makes us say, welcome to the party, pal. Nominees for raddest guests from Claymation Christmas Celebration, Mike and
5: Rusty oh third eye blind that third eye blind record was like five singles on side eight uh, i don't know anything else <laughs> get to that get to that fourth eye
0: so you know? so for, <laughs> so so, someone needed to arrange the tracks better is what you're saying well that that's or just maybe they arranged
5: boring. it perfectly yeah like maybe <laughs> they, they did the yeah you're like
0: all right next can, <laughs> my analogy doesn't
5: point. my analogy doesn't work as well because of course the big showstopper is at the end here so it would be like it would be like the third Eye Blind record, but with "Semi-Charm Life," the last, track. <laughs> the
0: last song, yeah, <laughs> or something like that. I don't. I don't the thing think about
5: the thing about records is, you know, those first few tracks will get you to buy it. Right, Maybe. it's true. But yeah. with a with a TV show, you have to like stay to the end to get like cool. commercial money.
1: From Scrooge, Chris,
6: and Chris.
7: I think it's pretty accurate. I think it's
6: pretty accurate too. It's pretty accurate. (laughs) We're like even picking out, like, oh, he probably works close to, you know, Rockefeller Center because he's working with TV and he's across the street from it. Like, they did a pretty good job of even like locations and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
7: it's definitely in like the The very kind of New York sort of characters. Like, you have, um, the The taxi driver, <laughs> into it like he's he's obviously like a very New York kind of a dude, right. And there's always other people like it, like that work with him, and you can kind of just tell like oh, this is like this they're going they're trying to do what they can to make it feel like it's like a New York, like all kinds of different personalities and stuff that I mean, I'm sure it happens everywhere, but here we're so condensed and together that right kind of like weird personalities shine a little bit brighter.
6: Yeah, yeah. I think they did a good job on it for
1: sure. From Night Rider the fabled Saturday Morning Mafia.
8: This episode was the same way. You kind of forgot it was Christmas at time because you were just moving from point A to point B, Mm -hmm. back to point A point c back to point b
9: <laughs> yeah, <were> I, just... <laughs> yes, jerry mentioned a couple of them but i kind of jotted down night writers tips to make an episode Christmassy. Ooh, basically uh, mention anything christmas related when it doesn't call for it right <laughs> you know, um yep, those guys don't have the christmas spirit you mentioned and um, let's let's make like Donner and blisson before kit jumped oh, yeah. um I'll be sure there's a St. Nick when he's talking to April. Um, and then um, he says, you know, those jokers are starting to take the thrill out of Christmas for me. It was like, uh-huh. okay, it's a Christmas episode. Yeah. So.
8: yeah.
1: From Santa Claus, the
10: movie, John and Ben.
11: Well, it's your favorite uh, Christmas movie.
10: It is. It is. I grew up watching this movie. Yeah. Um, I was only three when it came out. Okay. So... Every year, I watched this on a VHS that my parents recorded off from, I don't even know what, with it had commercials and everything.
12: Nice. And
10: that's how I grew up watching it. And then finally, it showed up, you know, in stores for you to buy. Mm-hmm. And then when I met John, I showed it to him and...
11: Well, up to this point, anytime you mention Santa Claus, the movie to anyone, they yeah. go, oh, the Tim Allen one. The Tim one. Allen, yeah. yep. And, we, and she'd go, no, no, not Tim Allen. It's the other one, you know, with the elf and the John Lithgow and everything. But it's like, oh, yeah, I'd heard of that movie. And it's become a Christmas tradition. And every Christmas season, we talk about this movie way too much.
10: Oh, way too much.
0: <laughs>
1: From Saved by the Bell, Lyle and Lassa. Uh,
0: in a minute, mm-hmm. Mr. Tuttle. I remember Mr. Mr. Tuttle. Tuttle. Yeah. I liked Mr. <laughs> Tuttle. He was cool. I he mean, he, was, he long wasn't long cool, but, you know, oh, did he? Oh.
13: Yeah. yeah. Rest like, in peace. When, like, 2000, 2012, something like
0: that. Oh, man. The keep, the keeping
13: uh, uh, keeping within the, 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 theme of the theme of our theme show, of our show <laughs> every, every single episode, we have to say, oh, this person died. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think there's been an episode thus far that we have not had somebody that, that was dead on the show. I don't think. I think
12: I, I, I don't. So. I don't think I ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Fraser, okay.
13: I, was it Fraser? I don't know if if uh, the guy from Fraser was dead by the time he did it.
14: No, Fraser might have broken that curse.
15: Yeah, I don't I guess. recall. I don't
14: recall you hmm. saying
0: that
1: And hmm. from A Christmas Story, Josh and Kristen.
15: You know,
0: I've got. To, I've got to confess, Jerry. When I every other time I saw that movie growing up, I thought mm. it was set in the eighties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, And it wasn't until we were just watching and Chris was like, hey, this was set in the like, 1939, 1940 time period. And I was like, oh, I just, when I was little, like, because it looked older, I just thought that that was what it was like in the 80s. 18- <laughs> it's kind of silly now as an adult thinking that. Oh no, there was, there was a lot more neon and uh, oh, crazy yeah, that's hair. That's true. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. I mean, they should make that in an 80s version. That would be pretty good.
0: <laughs> That'd be pretty dope. I could do that. Yeah.
1: I, I like that. I'd I call playing the old man.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Cast Jerry. And the winner is From Night Rider. It's the fabled Saturday morning mafia. This is actually Todd and Michael's first nomination and
8: win. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. Totally rad Christmas podcast listening audience for voting me and Michael Kristelman as best guest duo. It's a great honor to be given such a prestigious award. I couldn't have done it without Michael because one does not make two. Unless you add one. Thanks, Michael, for being willing to jump on the podcasts with me to create such a awesome guest duo for our friend Jerry D. And any time the members of the fabled Saturday Morning Mafia get together, it will be, and always has been, award-winning Thank you. Thank you very much.
9: Thanks for selecting Todd and I as the raddest guest appearance. That's pretty awesome. And obviously I have to thank Todd because without him, I would not be a duo and part of the fabled Saturday morning mafia. So thank you very much.
2: They say that music is the language of the spirit, that it's the literature of the heart and the soundtrack of our lives. If nothing else, it gives us all the holiday feels. Am I right? Well, here are some songs that made us want to throw an elaborate ruse of a Christmas party to fool would-be burglars. The nominees for the raddest music episode are from Band-Aid, April Riley.
1: I have
16: a—I don't know why, but I have a thing for supergroups. Um, nice. Like anytime people that I, I like—I like my worlds colliding. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's why I like the
1: Avengers movies because yes. I like all of my guys. Like, they're—they're they're all here at once. Um, yes. Like um, the supergroups when it's like. Somebody from this band, even today, uh, you know, there are groups like Audio where you have members of Rage Machine and, um, and, and Soundgarden. You know, yeah. just, I, I really enjoy super groups, I think that that might be part of the reason I like this because there's just so many people that I know, and like I yeah. also you know, like being able to try and pick out who's who. Obviously, I do that for
2: you from last Christmas, Dwayne Bailey. Yeah, he played them
0: all,
7: um, using drum machine and synthesizers. That's why the drums sound very um, clinical yeah. um, and they're not inspiring at all, Yeah. Um,
17: but yeah, it was him in his bedroom. Um, apparently, he went back home to his parents' house and wrote it in his childhood bedroom.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about nostalgia.
18: But,
3: uh... Yeah.
2: <laughs> From Christmas in Hollis, Anthony Caruso.
3: So can I go to the next first? Yes, yes. But then I was ill in because the man had a beard <laughs> illin'. and a bag full of goodies 12 o'clock had me. So I turned my head a second and the man had gone. But here's the part that baffles me. But he left his driver's wallet smack dead on the lawn. So Santa <laughs> has a like driver's license he needs for his magical sleigh apparently.
2: I guess so, yeah. He's
19: almost telling us.
2: From Bon Jovi vs. Sting, Ricky Meesey.
16: So between the song being resurrected from another time to putting his own twist on it musically as well as visually, uh, that got me thinking, I've got to check out more of Sting's Christmas music. And he Mm -hmm. does have more. He does, yeah. he does and and i like i like most of them not necessarily all of them but i do like most of them so that was it for me for gabriel's message and how sting suddenly went from being so so and not so much a favorite to like whoa okay he's got my respect with this song
2: and from christmas island scott leopold
0: well and it wasn't you know that polished uh you know the uh I guess the overworked studio feel that you got from a lot of stuff back then, right? The overproduced, yeah. Yeah, and, and and like you said, he he picked some songs that, at least at the time, you
15: you didn't really get a heck of a lot of on, it, it, if not on Christmas albums, you just didn't hear them. I mean, uh, Toyland, that old Christmas Moon, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas ball
0: Blues, um, it they were, there were songs I had heard before, not not a lot. But hearing it from Leon Redbone,
17: it, it, they, they just took on a whole new life for me.
2: And the winner for Raddus Music episode is Last Christmas with Dwayne Bailey.
1: This is Dwayne's first nomination in the
17: Thank you, everyone who voted for me. And I'd also like to say thank you very much to April, Anthony, Ricky, and Scott. It was just an honor to be nominated with you guys. But in the end, it doesn't really matter who won because we all have a great time appearing on your show, Jerry. And I wish you all the very best for the future. This award comes with a mansion, doesn't it? Where do I pick the keys up from, Jerry? Just kidding, of course. And again, take care. And as usual, be excellent to each other and luck on.
3: We all know the best part of Christmas as a child is the presents. Rushing to the tree Christmas morning, we hope we find that Red Ryder BB gun or that Transformer sitting under the tree. Maybe Castle Grayskull or Bob the Goon. But seriously, though, toys are such a huge part of our childhood that we think back fondly on our old collections and smile like Clark Griswold admiring his light display. And so here are the nominees for Raddest Toy Episode. From GI Joe,
8: Todd Killian. I remember like get, ha- getting some Thundercat stuff, and those guys were those are huge. huge. They were huge, and mm-hmm. it was it was a lot harder to play with them. I remember taking my uh, GI Joes outside and and digging a hole in, on the side of a hill. Yeah, and uh, you know setting up like bases and stuff like that, and you just couldn't do that with those bigger figures. You, you no. Know.
2: From He Man. Tom Crow. I think the time I got my very first He-Man doll, and it was that clunky, you know, you, you, the opposable He-Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> and um I had him. I had him fighting everything. Like uh, <laughs> uh, I think he threw Littlefoot off of my bed. You know, Littlefoot. I
20: mean, like, yes.
2: <laughs> all of my toys. I remember I had this big giant a animal Littlefoot, but of course it's He-Man. So like, you know, Littlefoot's like. 18 inches long, and he means you know the, the, the <laughs> six inches or whatever, and he
18: yeah. would just,
2: I put him in his arms and just throw
3: him over. From Mask, Michael Crystalman.
9: Yeah, I actually I had um, the the copter. Okay. I had the uh, Camaro Trans Am. Okay. I had um, Sly in that like purple, um, I guess deep blue um, um, motorcycle. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I had um, the, um, um, I'm losing it, Um, the main Venom guy.
3: From Cabbage Patch Kids, Julia Colburn.
1: So I was born in 82. So by the time Christmas of 83 rolled around, I wanted me a Cabbage Patch Kid doll. Nice. And so my mom had to call the store and get an appointment. (laughs) Had to show up at a specific time, yep. and they gave her two choices. One of them had a pink dress and long hair and freckles, I do believe. Mm-hmm. And the other one was one of those newborn cabbage
0: patches. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The yellow
1: dress on. And I looked at both of them and I picked the newborn. And it was like my lovey nice. for years upon years upon years. So oh, wow. I have all the love for cabbage patch.
3: From Rainbow Bright, Katie Cardi Highly.
6: Um, what's funny is that in the '80s, I was actually a bigger He-Man fan than I nice. was Rainbow Bright. Um, I have an older brother, so he chose what we watched a bit more than I did. And but I was also hugely into sci-fi fantasy. So and it was a thing that we could enjoy and play together. So he had like Castle Grayskull and a bunch of the figures. Yeah. So we'd have these battles, etc. Um, but what got me with Rainbow Bright, and, and I've loved rainbows like since I was born, I think. Like my mom <laughs> loves rainbows, I think it was inherited. There you go, um,
14: yeah.
6: <laughs> so <laughs> colors, bright colors have always been a big draw for me. But what got me was the commercials for the dolls. And the winner is
2: <sighs> Tom Crow, he-man.
1: This is Tom's first nomination <laughs> and win.
2: What a huge honor to be considered, much less to win for the raddest toy episode of last year on Totally Rad Christmas. Uh, first of all, I want to thank my wife for her continued love and support of my Christmas obsession. I'd also like to thank Jerry D for having me on his show a few times and, you know, for becoming such a great friend over the last few years. I'd like to thank all of the the hosts in the Christmas podcast network. Your commitment to sharing the love of Christmas with the world really does bring a smile to a lot of people's faces. You know, I'd be completely remiss if I didn't take just a moment to thank my committed co-host with whom I get to work each and every week to produce Tis the Podcast. And without whom I never would have gotten involved in the Christmas podcast network and made such amazing friends. Thank you, Julia for all that you do and thank you everyone who listens to totally rad christmas and who voted you know every so often a christmas special comes along that makes you just say what the and i think the next category really captures that spirit you capture that spirit (laughs) i hate so much the things you choose to be anthony
3: Anyway, here are the nominees for Weirdest Christmas Moment. From the Monsters Christmas, Matt Lappy,
15: Right, so so <laughs> then so then Festa Duke, who is the witch,
0: is it,
15: she okay. she she took away their voices.
0: Festa Duke. So that she would mean-
15: Festenduke, <laughs> so, yes.
0: Sorry, I think she even comments on the, the awfulness of the name.
15: She did, and I had to listen to that about four times to get that her name was Festenduke, But yes, it is Festinduke. Uh But yeah, she takes away the, the monster's voices so that she is the only one who can sing and make beautiful music. <laughs> <laughs> Which...
0: Apparently she was terrible, so it's not like uh, she was really making beautiful music. Right, (laughs) right, right. right, But I guess if you're a witch and you have that power, might as well do that. (laughs) That's right, that's right.
3: From Pee-wee's Playhouse Christmas special, Jack Ford. Or
0: or a perfume that's eau de pee-wee. Yes, now I did some research on this, and I (laughs) found
10: out what eau de pee-wee smells like. Um, Apparently it smells like both pee and wee. (laughs) Oh no! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so proud of that. <laughs>
0: he'll be here all week.
10: Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no that
0: that's kidding. my only good joke. I'm no, sorry. I, I love used it, it up man. too early. It. That's it. they should have used that in the special
3: from Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Craig Kringle.
4: I was even wondering like did they just have a bunch of models from like a medieval and a fairy tale thing and then they were going to do a july 4th thing and they're like you know what we have all these things that we made for like a little pilot or something and we got to get them into something and use it so let's come up with some story that, and get Rudolph in there again, because he sells. Yep. And, you know, let's just cobble all this stuff together so that we can use it. Because it is kind of like you get, like we were talking about. Because the story, if you don't remember the story, um, Rudolph has to save the baby New Year. Yep. And to do that, he goes to the archipelago, awesome word, the archipelago <laughs> of lost time. Which is where every island is like its own, own year, where the old old year goes to retire or whatever. <laughs> From a mom
3: for Christmas, Holly Como.
10: (laughs) So, like, I I saw this movie because we usually talk... I love romances. I love Christmas romances. I don't care how cheesy they are. And uh, I I vaguely remember this movie from, you know, when we first moved to the United States um, from the Philippines. So, like, my mom, you know, just got here, and I think she recognized Olivia Mm Newton-John, so I would watch this movie, and it has that, like... Well, it had that same place in my heart as like Splash and Cocoon, like that that. kind of feel. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I remember that movie. Let's do that one. And then I rewatched it and I was like, this is a mistake. (laughs) And it is like literally (laughs) ruined all those warm and fuzzy feelings that I had associated with this movie. Oh, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, it's okay. I need to let some things die and I will gladly (laughs) let that die forever. This is, this is so rough to get through
20: i it had to force myself
10: to watch it and the winner is
2: all right it's Rudolph shiny new year with craig Kringle. congratulations craig this is craig's first nomination and a
0: win unfortunately craig couldn't be here so he asked me sean connery to accept on his behalf I don't know why I'm here, and I kind of resent all you losers looking at me. But I'll take the award. Good day. Hey, Julia, so I have this friend named Todd who suggested this very next category.
1: Oh, yeah? I guess it does seem you've had a lot of Todds on the show.
0: Yeah, you know, I think uh, think you're right there
1: here are the nominees for raddest guest named todd from gi joe todd killian
8: me and my friends used to trade them you know, oh nice like playing cards you know if you had some something you really wanted i remember one of my friends got uh, storm shadow and everybody was going nuts <laughs>
0: storm shadow yeah and,
8: uh, one of my friends basically traded all his gi joes for storm shadow <laughs> 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 it's like, ah, uh, that might not have been the best move in the world, but...
1: <laughs> From Knight Rider, Todd Killian.
8: The bank manager confused me a little bit <laughs> because I thought he was in on the robbery for a minute. Oh, okay. oh, really? Because he when the the clown van pulled up, he like runs over there and then he backs up to the passenger door of the van. He's like, you guys are late. Like he was getting ready to let that guy take him hostage and I thought yeah. oh the bank manager is in on it so we still have a little bit of a twist but then they steal his watch and I'm thinking why are they stealing his watch if he's in on it but then yeah. we never see the bank manager again so <laughs> yeah I guess they had ordered clowns for the Christmas opening of the bank
0: that's yeah, yeah. that's probably yeah. what it is yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> from Newhart Todd Killian
8: it was one of those shows that came on and we've talked about this before in the past is one of those shows that my family did not miss
0: Gotcha.
8: And I re- I remember watching it as a kid and just like loving it. But I kind of got all the big jokes and all the slapstick jokes, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and I remember my my I remember my dad specifically just literally cackling at the show, <laughs> you know. And uh, it it was just one of those shows that we did not miss and. We look forward to it week after week because it was so well done and so well written. And Bob Newhart is probably the more I think about it, you know, preparing for this episode the more, I think about, it, I think Bob Newhart is probably one of my top five all time comedians
1: from the incredible Hulk. Todd Killian.
8: Yeah. Yeah. Ruffalo plays that great, um, nervous, sad loser. Yeah, you he know, does. uh, with no self-confidence you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's real it's real tough to do but but he's also kind of got that little bit of a, a a cool chill about him to where you know he's not super you know high strung like a edward norton would be
0: right right and,
8: and uh, it just comes across so much better
0: and the winner is it's todd killian for new
4: Todd's 143rd nomination
0: and second win
8: holy cow i was not expected to win two awards two time two time award winner i am now have the honor to be the best guest with the first name todd to all the todds out there you know who you are because your name's todd and i just want to Accept this award for all you, and to the rest of you who are not named with the coolest name in the world, Todd, to all you non-Todd people, we still do not know why the carpet is wet.
1: Well, that was an exciting category, wasn't
2: it? It was, and uh, between you and me, I was pulling for... The Incredible Hulk with Todd Killian.
1: I was too. How funny.
2: Now, I have my favorite in this next category as well. And everyone knows my favorites are the actual best always in everything, especially when it comes to Christmas movies.
1: (laughs) Oh, brother. Here are the nominees for raddest movie episode. From Home Alone, Danny Davila.
2: And so
0: Marv is listening at the door. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and then he goes back to Harry, and he's like, he's like, one of them blew the other one away. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> he says, and he says it, what, what? And then he says it again. Oh, da 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 da! And he blew the other one away instead of just. <laughs> so I'm 90s. like, who, who talks like that? The nineties, man. Like Everybody that. talked like that. It was like the the, <laughs> the cusp of eighties to nineties. <laughs> And he's like, one of them was snakes. I know that name. I don't know no snakes. (laughs) (laughs) That that always, that line always cracks. Oh man, that line is. That's one of the best quotable
2: lines. (laughs) I don't know no snakes. (laughs) From Scrooge, Chris, and Chris.
6: I think he would come off way worse if it wasn't for her, because he's obviously not a great dude in this. Like pretty harsh at points and it's like if you didn't know it was Bill Murray kind of joking someone saying these things would be really awful but like she balances them out so great because she puts mm-hmm. up with it but also like takes care of him and mothers him and mm-hmm. like she wouldn't do that if she didn't see some sort of kindness in him too I mean she might have because she needed a job and she had a lot of kids to of. yeah come. but I've
1: been nice to
7: some bosses that were awesome. I guess so but it just seemed I, like yes. they, had a,
6: they had a rapport with a relationship of some sort you know
1: from a Muppet Christmas Carol Matt Bledsoe
11: He's very creepy, and I think there's a funny line with uh, Rizzo where he's like, Is this too scary for the kids or something? Because because Gonzo and Rizzo are narrating the whole thing or kind of walking through the whole thing, which I think is one of my favorite parts of the movie. That they yes. have these little funny bits and they kind of guide you through the whole thing. And, and that part they're like, Listen, guys, we'll see you at the end. Goodbye, we're getting <laughs> at it.
0: <laughs> well, they and, and even earlier in the movie, they say something similar like that where he's like, Oh, this, you know, or can you think the kids can handle it? And he said, Oh, yeah, you know, it's culture, <laughs> <laughs> it's,
11: yeah, it's a classic novel, it'll be fine, yeah. Um, Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and the, that Ghost of Christmas Past is like that creepy little baby doll thing, which
2: yeah, I mean, yeah. for some reason is a kid and creepy. From National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Lucas Henahosa.
12: You know how you you had that fear of 18 meters, right? When you were yeah. younger, yeah. Yeah. I never had an attic access uh, okay. until until I was like in my, I don't know, maybe sixth grade, seventh oh, okay. grade. So for me that scene where he pulls it down and the ladder whacks them in the face. Oh yeah yeah. <laughs> still to this day, when I pull the ladder down, even though I know that the ladder doesn't do that, like my ladder folds. Oh yeah. I'm still worried that it's gonna hit my face. Like <laughs> to this day.
0: Well, that's why you pull I'm, it down from like, the other side, man.
12: <laughs>
0: you just yeah, just don't don't face it towards you. Go around behind it and pull it down. <laughs> Um, no, but I, I still, you know, just kind of like hold my hand up there. Like, I'm going to stop it. Like, like you're ready.
12: <laughs> yeah, like, I'm ready. Like, you know, it's not going to happen to me. I saw this
1: From Santa Claus the movie, John and Ben.
11: Um, Alexander Scalton and his son, uh, Ilya, they produced the Superman movies. Right. And the Superman movies were starting to lose steam. And they also had to pay royalties to Warner Brothers and DC for the rights to Superman. Mm-hmm. So they were like, well, let's build our own big budget superhero that we don't have to pay any royalties for and they landed on santa, santa. claus
10: i mean he's a hero
11: yeah <laughs>
0: he used to, when i was a kid he was he's definitely my hero yeah it's
11: like on paper like this is this is gonna work we're gonna make santa claus movies forever but it just didn't turn out that way
2: from the monster squad sean robert
0: And there's
13: a whole series of deleted scenes where they actually caught Dracula before they get into the castle and they stake him and they, they have him set aside and they're just waiting to open the hole in limbo so they can throw his body in. And while that's happening and they break in and they do all that stuff, um, there's like a vampire bride that comes around and the guy that's watching Dracula messes up and he pulls the stake out of Dracula to attack the vampire bride (laughs) and then Dracula, you know, rises and, and gets that guy and then gets away. So it's 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 an interesting part in the movie because you can basically get everything you need from the scrolling text at the beginning of that they fail. Um, but when they they show you, it's like okay, well, how did they fail?
21: Yeah, but it's oh, but it's wow. there. It, it works.
1: And the winner is from, from Home, Home Alone, Alone. It's Danny, Danny Davila. Davila. This is Danny's first nomination and win.
12: Danny Davila couldn't be here because he's defending his house from the Wet Bandits. I'm accepting this award from his behalf. Thank you.
3: Well, wasn't that an interesting comedy duo? I love being from New York. The land of opportunity. The land of the most magical Christmases on the planet. It's nice to be recognized as a New Yorker, too. I heart New York. We've got it all. So when I was asked to present the award for Raddest Guest New Yorker, I definitely felt a little pride. Plus, I mean, I've got this one, right? It's in the bag. So it is my honor to present the nominees for Raddest Guest New Yorker. They are from Time Life Treasury of Christmas, David Davila of Texas.
13: Yes, there are many cultures around the world, and their music is going to remind them of Christmas. Right. So I think what makes something Christmas is uh, what sounds like Christmas music is literally just what you were brought up listening to. Mm-hmm. So, but I sort of agree that not all the country music to me sounds like
0: Christmas. I want yeah that. yeah here I want orchestra. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah. To me, the the thing that sounds the most Christmassy is. Uh, like the 40s, yeah. 50s style, you know, uh, Bing Crosby stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. That's As soon as I hear that, I know it's Christmas, you know. Whereas but some of the other stuff, know. it doesn't quite... Because that's probably what most people think of Christmas.
3: From the Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, Anthony Caruso, Lifelong New Yorker. You know, and I, I feel bad saying that because... As you know, and as listeners of both of our shows know, I'm the Rankin-Bass Defender. I yes. love me some Rankin-Bass, <laughs> and I love when we do those episodes and you jump in and defend Rankin-Bass, yeah. or a guest star, every, and defend Rankin-Bass. So every time, I feel, I feel a little bad that my first appearance on your show, I can't be a Rankin-Bass
8: <laughs> Defender.
3: <laughs> um, but I will say, I did my homework.
0: Right and I did it,
3: and I did it twice because I watched it again today. Oh, okay. <laughs> in, the hopes, in the hopes that maybe, maybe you know, it's just it had just been a while, and I was just like, "What is this?" But my opinion <laughs> did not really change. And from Scrooge, Chris and Chris of the great state of Florida.
6: That's where one of my what I was talking about before. One of my favorite moments of him when he. He's like yelling at her coworkers who are just volunteers, and like screaming at their face in front of her. Like, <laughs> you would never let someone do that to like your coworkers, or you know, it's just. And then it was just too funny.
7: That's how you know that she's like the nicest possible person because no one else would put up with it.
6: No one would put up with like that. Would,
7: would deal with any version of that. Like even <laughs> if it's like him has to before he becomes a better person, no one would deal with that. I
6: oh, deal with it a little bit. Um. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs>
3: And the winner is, I've been waiting for this moment my whole life, y'all. Chris and Chris? What? (laughs) How is this not
1: me? (laughs) What the crap? This is Chris and Chris's third nomination and first win of the night.
7: Raddus Guest New Yorker, what a surprise.
6: Thank you to everyone that voted. We're happy to share this award with the other nominees.
7: Not literally, though.
6: No, not literally. We won. They lost.
7: Sorry, not sorry. Dude,
6: you didn't even win this one.
3: (laughs) What the heck, Jerry? Who's in charge of these nominations? I'm the only New Yorker. Me, Anthony Thomas Caruso. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now.
2: I do want to remind everybody that the nominations are made by the Academy, but the voting was open to the general podcast, Christmas podcast community. I have a lot of problems with you people. (laughs) Someone, someone cut his mic.
0: (laughs) Oh man. You know, growing up in the eighties, I mean, TV was just part of life. I'd rush home to watch Transformers or Thundercats or He-Man or some other awesome show. Christmas time was no different. This next award is a testament to all the great shows that brought us hours of holiday fun. The nominees for the Raddus TV show or TV special episode are from Doogie Howser, MD, Chris, Brian and John.
19: The the part that weirded me out and, you know, we talked about uh, Vinny earlier at the party being a little bit of a skis, but to cut from... (laughs) the patient to this massage train (laughs) that was happening with (laughs) Doogie and the other, the doctor and the nurse. And I'm just like, is this appropriate? Is this allowed? Like in any, even if they were all the same age, is this stuff we're doing in the workplace? Is this okay?
15: (laughs) Well, Different
21: time, Chris.
0: What's worse (laughs) is that they're all like, Oh yeah.
15: A lot of of groaning and moaning.
21: (laughs) It started on curly too went very uh, Harry Met Sally for a second there and it's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Sure did>. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah then he even goes like my turn <laughs> so then they switch places uh, yeah I don't know about giving a massage to a 14 year old boy at yeah the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. not but I think it's okay to take a hard
22: stance right now and say
0: no from Moonlighting Part 1 Michael Kristelman
9: Moonlighting had the best episode titles. You don't see episode yeah, titles as much anymore. I mean, I've got a couple. They're Gunfight at the So-So Corral. <laughs> Um, The Dream Sequence Always Rings Twice. Big Man on Bul- Mulberry Street, which was actually a title of a Billy Joel song. Atomic Shakespeare that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, my favorite, would North by North DePesto. Pesto. <laughs> and then um the second christmas themed um episode was called it's a wonderful job oh right great i mean i i can remember pretty much anything i watched i think in the 80s would show the title
21: Mm -hmm. as
9: you know but that doesn't happen anymore
0: no it really doesn't so i don't know they were
9: great titles
0: from alf's special christmas vinnie brzezinski
19: they put, in the scene, there's a separate hospital bed next to her where they put her right. on. And then she was goofing. She's like, let me make you feel a little bit more comfortable. And she, she takes the, um, you know, the the bed, adjusts, and Alf's now cramped, like, you know. <laughs> like squished. Yeah. Squished in. Um, and he's done really good jobs in the past if he saw the other episodes where he, he, you know, he plays well and, and hides in well. But yeah, she <laughs> comes in and you know, she puts the, the pen in, in the mouth. And then, you know, she, she takes it out later. And she doesn't even check. But that's why I was like, oh, you normally carry on two thermometers. And I'm like, that, that's a pen.
0: Uh, <laughs> From the snowman, the volcanics.
21: For Jared and I, it was really funny because we are not familiar with this. We don't have, you know, people can hate us in the comments, but like, we don't have that nostalgic, like, bond to it, right? So, like, yeah. Jared and I kind of took it, watched the thing, and we're like, oh, this is weird. Like, a snowman kidnaps this kid and, like, he's <laughs> in land and, like, it's kind of weird. But, like, Frankie has a lot of that emotional bond to it, but the version of that, of the song that I think ends up on the album, like, I kind of, we kind of went for, like, the, like, let's get weird with this. Like, let's leave a lot of open space. Like, let's make the drums super echoey. Like, let's mm-hmm. leave these big, open gaps of time with just this weird, like, drum loop that just happens and you just like sit there waiting because the film to me is like so lonely and creepy that I was like let's make a lonely creepy Christmas song and it'll ruin Frankie's childhood that's funny. <laughs> like, we're gonna like let's <laughs> explore you. This space, you know?
9: we only ruined it a little bit
0: from the Rankin-Bass December 1st Spectacular Rick Goldschmidt
9: it's funny that there was no merchandise uh, produced until after my book came out. One year later, the Ins and CVS pharmacy uh, release. But before that, there was nothing other than that record album that they gave away in, in a GE promotion uh, in 65. So it's kind of funny how, you know, such a big popular show wasn't marketed um, until now and now look at
17: that. there's stuff everywhere you know mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> from Christmas Eve on Sesame Street Scott Newman and Anthony Caruso
17: but he he pulls the rubber ducky up and I've never noticed how gnarly and nasty rubber ducky looked. like all the paint's <laughs> chipping off of his face and it yep. doesn't have the classic rubber ducky shape it's like this odd like craned neck thing it was it was wigging me out when I was I did
0: notice that. that yeah the it, it's got a longer a longer neck it's a little bit more narrow, like like thinner, compared to most rubber ducks that you see, which has the shorter head, you know, the shorter neck on it and the big, the squattier head. And that was one thing I always thought was strange about his rubber duck, because I never found one that looked just like it.
17: No, I no. If you came back from some it. antique fair or something and said, "Hey, I found a rubber duck from the '30s," I would like, say, "Get that creepy thing away from me!" But that's <laughs> what I think it would
0: look <laughs> yeah, like. That's
3: exactly I, right. I bet somebody could get their hands on Ernie's rubber duck, the original. That thing would be worth a lot of money. It oh, should well, be in I'm the sure.
17: Smithsonian, shouldn't it? <laughs> I would if it's I not. hope so.
0: Yeah. Anyway, you would think. Yeah. Anyway, it's gross. And the winner is Rick Goldschmidt from the Rankin Bass December First Spectacular. Wow! Awesome job, Rick.
1: This is Rick's first nomination and win.
0: I'd like to point out that Rick Goldschmidt wasn't the only guest in that episode. (laughs) And yet he was the only one that won. (laughs) Now, um, Rick Rick couldn't be here tonight, so he wanted me to read this speech in case he won. Hold on, let me get my my glasses here. Okay. Rankin-Bass is awesome. That is all. Thank you.
3: Julia hey it's so nice to be standing on stage with you
1: isn't it wonderful like of all the people I could have paired up with to give an award away I've had some really good ones tonight
3: yeah and here you are standing with your favorite New Yorker did you ever go through the holiday wish book as a child
1: I did I'd get a sharpie marker out and I'd circle everything that I loved
3: did you collect gross stainy cards or read comics growing up
1: uh, so we've talked about comics before on the show, and I read a little bit of them, a little X-Men. Um, I had a few Garbage Pail Kids, I think, laying around. So yeah, yeah, I did that. I mean,
3: the only thing that would have made you cool, I knew you were cool. The only thing that would have made you cooler is if you said you read some Batman, but we'll let that go. I always knew you were cool. I always knew you were my favorite, no matter what Tom says. So here are the nominees for the raddest miscellaneous
1: episode. From Garbage pale Kids, Mike Westfall. I was
5: fascinated by them, but I never actually collected them. I just remember everyone else in my, I guess it was kindergarten class collecting them. I was 85. Yeah, I was in mm-hmm. kindergarten. I just remember them all having them, their stickers on there, and I thought they were the coolest things. Because I thought I misheard. I thought I had like misunderstood what Cabbage Patch Kids were <laughs> when I saw these. I'm like, did I miss? a whole layer of what these things were about (laughs) no these are different in a parody I I didn't realize that as a young five year old
1: from Christmas shopping and wish books Vinny Brzezinski
19: uh, I don't know. In the that link that you sent, I never realized. I mean, I didn't start really collecting, you know, ornaments until later or maybe mid-90s. Yeah. And there were so many ornaments when you got later into those Christmas books mm-hmm. like 87, 88, 89 cuz I was, you know, looking through one of the links you sent I me and there's one guy's like, "Well, here's like 10 pages of ornaments." And man, if I had a time <laughs> machine, I would love to go back to there and just like right? all of these. Yes.
3: <laughs> one yes. And all. From M&M's, Sean Saka.
20: Right. Yeah. The, when they came out with just the red and green for the Christmas, that obviously being Christmas colors that they are, it just it made it more magical. And obviously, like you said, they put that little tree on. And it's just, yeah. Speaks it was, Christmas left and right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Especially because at the time, it had been about a decade since they had produced a red color. Now, which I thought
20: was really interesting. I didn't dive that deep into it. So yeah, that, <laughs> that's interesting. So and when you when you, when you you first said M&Ms on there, uh, I don't know what I was thinking of, of the the characters they have now, like red and yellow. Oh yeah. But those are from the 90s. Those are from sure
21: like, the are, 90s. Yeah.
20: And that's the commercials that I was thinking of. But then you sent me the links to the commercials here and I was like, oh, okay, now I remember
15: those. From Choose Your Own Adventure, Jason Rhodes and Chris Sisley. there was one about the uh, abominable snowman and um oh yeah um, even one about the titanic but (laughs) the abominable snowman was the one that i couldn't think of a specific title when you brought it up and then after i got to looking uh, online i was like oh yeah i remember these books (laughs) it took a (laughs) little refresher
0: yeah the secret of the ninja that one was cool because you know when you're young, especially in the '80s, you know there was like American Ninja and, and yeah, I mean yeah. like ninjas were everywhere, you know. And so, so to me, I remember I remember Secret of the Ninja Moon. That sounds awesome. Man. But
7: ninjas <laughs> have so many secrets.
0: Apparently, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. They're the the
0: silent assassins, right?
7: <laughs> I remember coming across these. I remember it was a GI Joe one that I would seen at our school library and thinking, oh, this is like amazing i need to get the whole series
6: from
1: batman and dc comics part one tom crow
2: i remembered this one i didn't know it was from 1970 but i remembered this one from i had this one as a kid and there's the the scene (laughs) batman's cape comes around and it's got silent night holy night on it yes that is where i'm like okay i know i read this and i know this isn't this does not look right that's yes i had a sneaky suspicion once i got to that though i'm like no they've they've redone this um i like this batman though um the artwork doesn't bother me it's still i mean it's it's okay it's not what i what i would love but this fun jovial like real person batman is weird right (laughs) it is yeah i'm so excited the winner is jason
6: Jason rhodes Rhodes.
3: (laughs) and chris sisley
6: Sisley
1: for for choose choose your own adventure This is Jason's first nomination and win. This is Chris's fourth nomination and second win.
7: Raddus miscellaneous episode. I am blown away. Looking back at the nominees, I cannot believe we won this one. We had a lot of fun recording this episode way back when Jerry, Jason, and myself had even talked about getting together and doing another Choose Your Interventure episode. But then that kind of got shelved for a while. But the people have spoken, and I don't see how we can't get back together and do another one. Uh, So look forward to that at some point in the future. Thank you, everyone, that voted. And most importantly, thank you to Jerry for putting this all together. This has been a lot of fun. I'm happy to be a part of it. Uh, Thanks again for voting, everyone.
15: Hey, Jerry, Jason Rhodes here, sending out a thank you to all the listeners that voted for the Ratties, especially those that voted for the Create Your Own Adventure book episode for Best Miscellaneous. Recording the Create Your Own Adventure book episode was a lot of fun. It was awesome talking with you and Chris, and I thought it turned out really well. And hopefully I'll be on again soon, Jerry. Thank you.
0: Hey, Tom, you know, I, I love doing impressions. I mean, I'm, I'm terrible at them, but, you know, I still got to try.
2: Uh, it's like I tell my daughter, sometimes your best just isn't enough.
0: <laughs> well, I guess that's why I still haven't won yet. Oof. Maybe I should start bribing the listeners. What do you think?
2: Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs>
0: Dang, that was pretty good, man. <laughs> Here are the nominees for Radis Gag Me With a Spoon Impression. From a claymation Christmas celebration, Rusty Spell as Rex and Herb. Uh, mine's more of kind of a Dana Carvey style
5: impression. where <laughs> the, ends, it, yeah, the essence <laughs> of uh, the thing without being too literal. So mm-hmm. it's just like the banter <laughs> between the two, especially when they pitch to a song. And you just, the moment he says the song is when you realize you don't need them. And so, <laughs> so it just sounds like, Huh? Ah, what's the Santa one, the sense of the-, <laughs> the
3: dog snacks but- <laughs>
5: No, we don't need that for food <laughs> <The, the>
12: Snackings, <laughs> but, but good snacks we go, <laughs> <fries>. <laughs> Okay But anyway, joy <laughs> to the world
0: From G.I. Joe, Todd Killian as Destro I guess the part I will, I will be doing is um
8: the scene is GI Joe is taking back their base, and they have uh, uh, Destro. They have Destro surrounded, and they say, uh, "We have you, Destro." And Destro replies by saying, "Or do I
0: have you?"
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> From Santa Claus the Movie, Ben Harrison as BZ. Maybe we can do dueling Lithgow's instead. There you
10: go. I like that. <laughs> No way. No yeah. way. Yep. No. Uh, maybe between you two, but I cannot compete in the dueling Lithgow. No, not no you,
11: you can. You, you can do it good for free. Do it. Do it. Do it.
10: Okay.
14: <laughs> for free? <laughs> Love it.
12: <laughs> <laughs>
0: From Mickey's Christmas Carol, Mary Richards as the Weasels.
14: We already talked about it, but I think, I think it's the part with the two weasels, like, I just, when they're digging and, oh gosh, I can't even do their voices now, it's like leaving me, but they're like, um, because I keep, I keep hearing the, the Pete guy in my head, um, where, what are they saying, hang on, oh, my listeners are going to make you win because I'm messing this up, where they're like just kind of laughing back and forth and, um, <laughs> okay, I can't even do it, never mind, I don't like them, I don't,
2: I could cut the tension in this room with a knife, Jerry. The winner is Todd Killian as Destro from G.I. Joe. This is Todd's
1: 506th nomination and third win.
8: Three time, three time, three time Ratty Award winner. Thank you, Jerry D. Thank you, audience. Thank you to my Saturday morning. Mafia members, the fabled Saturday morning mafia members. I am sending the audio clip of this podcast to Hasbro in case they need a Destro voice actor. I would be happy to do some voice acting in a new G.I. Joe series, maybe shave my head, paint me silver and throw me on the big screen with the rock. I think we'd make a dynamic pair on the big screen and, Sorry, Michael, I know we just won an award for the best duo, but if I have to choose between you and The Rock as my as a duo, you're just going to be left out in the cold, my friend. But no, thank you all. Thank
9: you, thank you, thank you.
0: Wow, what a nail-biter that last one was. You know, uh, Anthony, sometimes guest hosts are just so awesome, you dig? Yeah i dig
3: so why wasn't i nominated for this award jerry
0: yeah i mean you know it's um academy and download numbers or this award show is rigged (laughs) so um the nominees for raddest christmas podcast guest host are from married with children scott
17: newman but part of the part of the 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 charm of this episode Mm -hmm. is that black title card that's at the beginning, and I don't, I don't have the exact verbiage that was on it, but it said this depicts a Bundy family Christmas. It might Mm -hmm. be very upsetting Upsetting to to younger viewers. Yeah, viewer discretion is advised. And boy, as a, I don't know, I I don't know how old he was. I'm going to say I was 11. As an 11 year old, wow! Like, oh, I can't wait to watch this. (laughs) This is going to be fantastic.
0: Oh yeah! I mean, right away it sets the tone because you know something. Yeah, it does. It does happen.
17: set the tone. You're right.
0: From Superman, Tim Bam.
12: Uh, then uh, it was released on December fifteenth, which officially qualifies it as a Christmas release. Yes, that I is believe true. it was even in the marketing. It was, yeah. Uh, also, it's about a guy who wears a lot of red, who lives in the <laughs> North Pole, and flies all the way around the world. <laughs> You know what? I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to see it. <laughs> not only that, uh, what do we celebrate at Christmas? The birth of Jesus. Or how true. someone sent their only son to Earth <laughs> to save us all. And oh. if you watch the opening of this movie, you can't tell me this is not that.
3: From a Muppet Family
5: Christmas, Mike Westfall. The only times I've ever remember seeing... That many Muppets on the screen at one time is the end of the Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. And a year before they had a special, it was celebrating 30 years of the Muppets, which is now older than 30. <laughs> yeah. of, uh, it was like a banquet <laughs> style almost, where they're all sitting in a banquet hall having dinner and they were all kind of there, and everybody was wearing formal suits. It was cute. Uh, but then there was this. Th- this was more huddled together because they all have to kind of cram in the farmhouse. Oh, yep. And again my friend Carl and I counted. We ended up at a there were hundred and five different characters in that farm.
0: Five. Oh my gosh.
5: And I think that included Jim Henson at the end watching the dishes.
0: Oh okay. That's, yeah that's he's a Muppet lot like of, that's a yeah.
5: lot of Muppets. That's a lot of people's arms hanging up in the air. From It's a Wonderful Life, Kara
3: zelaya Mm -hmm. she
10: always seems to be very content to be in this town right she seems very content with this life and Mm -hmm. it's interesting that when that 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 shift doesn't come to him until he has that moment of crisis you know Uh, because she's just like She's thriving you know she's like she's perfectly happy with her house which is a whole other plot point uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <there's> so many <laughs> um, but you know and and uh, she's she's happy she doesn't want a rich husband she has the opportunity to, to marry rich she at does one point, yeah and mm-hmm. then she, she's not interested in that Um and it's so interesting because part of me is like sentimental and is like, of course, I understand giving your dreams up. And then the other part of me is like, George, everyone around you understands how special you are. Like- yeah,
12: yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. From Gremlins, Manny Torres. I looked at the Christmas Village uh,
23: part and there were only three things on Sunday. And there were about 20 things today. Oh, wow. And I start grabbing stuff and I start grabbing. I'm like, wait, it's still Wednesday, uh, okay let me grab another one and another one and I grab some <laughs> lights and some people and a little dog trying to put his um letter to Santa in the mailbox nice I told my wife no 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 no, okay okay the wallet the wallet nope 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 let's keep going let's keep going we could we do that every time we see new stuff we just go for it but it's Wednesday we usually do that on a weekend right so I guess this week is gonna be double <laughs> so we go by but I mean it seems like cartful and next thing i know my gremlin my gremlins movie came out to 148 dollars <laughs> and i will
0: share in social media from christmas favorites extravaganza robert nicholas
3: okay if i had to pick number five i am picking oddly enough a tv movie called a hobo's christmas <laughs>
0: nice i can't say i'm familiar with that one it sounds interesting though tell me about a hobo's christmas
3: Okay, well, basically, the whole premise revolves around, well, a hobo who rides into Salt Lake City with his other hobo friends who has basically decided to go visit his son, who he has not seen in many, many years. And after contemplating whether he really should be doing this, he goes to the nearby YMCA, gets a shower, puts on his first brand-new shirt in years, and just goes to go see his son and his grandkids he's never met.
2: From He-Man... Tom Crow? We found this kitten that had been abandoned and got it, brought it home. I named it She-Ra. Nice. she later became He-Man <laughs> um, once we realized there were some some differences and he refused to stay in the house, so he was an inside-outside cat. Oh, and gotcha. uh, I think the naming had done something to him because, you know, most cats necks have a slope mm-hmm. from their head to their back. His was a giant mass of, of muscle. Oh, wow. And outside, <laughs> he was this very vicious cat. He did not You just didn't talk or touch or or get around or anything. But when he came in, he was a sweet, lovable cat. Well, my great grandmother made the mistake of picking him up. Oh, no. Scratched her and she needed like 27 stitches up her arm. Oh, wow. And then when they they had the when it got reported, they had to go get him tested to make sure he didn't have, you know, rabies and that sort of thing.
3: Wait, Tom was nominated again. Everyone in this podcast hates me.
0: (laughs) Then maybe you should ask Santa for a new podcast. I don't
3: want another podcast. I don't want any podcast. Podcasts suck, including Tim's podcast. And the podcast, winner is realized-
12: Tim Babb from Superman. <laughs> this is Kim's first nomination and win. there, it's Tim from Can't Wait for Christmas Podcast, and look, I get it. When I came on the show, I picked Superman 1978, which is not a movie from the 80s, nor is it technically a Christmas movie, but I, I don't think it was a bad enough choice to deserve a Razzie. Like, I get it, it wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad. Not like right, Razzie bad, Like, Tim. not like so bad. Tim, Tim, Tim. What is Imaginary Listener? It sounds kind of like Hermit the Frog. You're not getting a Razzie, the awards for bad movies, you're getting a Raddy, the awards for excellence in the Totally Rad Christmas Podcast. Really? Yes. Well, that's different then. Thanks so much. I, I, I don't know what to say. Apparently next time I'll pick a movie that's even less from the 80s and even less of a Christmas movie. I feel like you're drawing the wrong lesson here. Just say thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye, everybody.
2: And I think this is the inaugural silencing of a mic for the Raddies as well. You, there, there comes a time in every man's life where he refuses to ask for directions. Usually that's around age two or when you buy something from Ikea. Uh, Luckily, we have some dope travel podcasts to suggest fun activities and sites for which we'll never need to ask.
3: It is still a travesty. I didn't win raddest New Yorker. I am
2: the only legitimate New Yorker. Dude, you're not presenting this award. Get off the stage here are the nominees for the raddest guest from a Christmas travel podcast. From Scrooge, Chris.
6: I mean, watching this too, we were thinking, you know, PC-wise, and this is not maybe necessarily something that would carry on now, you know, uh, the, yeah, the office, the in-office violence of sorts, you know, <laughs> like a, a fired employee coming back, like, this is very, like, terrifying nowadays, you know? Well, yeah, but yeah. But back then it was <laughs> funny because it wasn't, a, it was a little more far-fetched where now it's like, oh Yeah, God, it's a little it's like a more sensitive
0: of- nowadays, yeah. Yeah, it's
6: like reality. Oh, That's
2: horrible,
6: <laughs> uh, but he makes it so funny. I mean, that's where obviously his, his personality comes out, like his uh, yeah, his acting skills. What we really love Bobcats
2: <laughs> from Ghostbusters, Chris and Chris, winners of the best New Yorkers. I mean, but- it's got
6: to be just some sort of like Vigo thing, right? Like he's just controlling. Know. It him. seems like because this kid a lot doesn't walk. Word.
7: Like he he was way more way more excited about the opportunity going to hang out with Vigo to yeah. so, like walk out onto. <laughs> And it was so awkward to see him kind of standing on on like the the ledge. Yeah, but the oh kid obviously doesn't
6: walk yet, so it wasn't him walking. It had to have been he was controlled of some sort. But I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to know the inspiration behind Yanosh and the elf. Like, why was he a nanny? Why did he have to, like what was inspiration? Yeah, <laughs> you have to assume
7: at some point. Like he like kind of like conjured that like that like uh, look to go get. <laughs> like, why would you be like a, a female man? Like, I mean, I don't want to assume, but I'm, I'm sorry. But like, why would you? Why would you want to be a female, nanny? Why would you? And just be like, like. Why I can't just be Yanish because be a, it's
2: obvious that it's you. And from Choose Your Own Adventure,
7: Chris. We might get to it later, but like, like the Enid and like the main character both get trampled basically by all the adults running out of the building when when yeah. it's on fire, to where the <laughs> to where like the main character like loses consciousness and then wakes up the next morning.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's uh, oh, it's it's actually the twenty sixth. Like, so oh yeah, was, that, yeah. So he slept for like a—he lost consciousness
2: for like a whole day. And the winner is from Ghostbusters, the Raddest New Yorkers, Chris and Chris.
1: This is Chris and Chris's fourth nomination together and second win.
2: What was that first win for Julia?
1: <laughs> I believe it was for
6: the Raddest New Yorker award earlier in the evening. Raddest guest from a Christmas travel podcast. The competition for this one was tough. I really didn't know who was going to take this award.
7: Thank you to everyone that voted for us. Thanks to Jerry for putting this all together. But I'm not going to lie, the tension caused by this category divided our household, possibly even beyond repair.
6: Also, thank you to Bill Murray for giving us two reasons to be on Totally Rad Christmas.
7: Thanks, Bill.
3: You know, this award going late. How many more awards do we have here? You know, congratulations to Chris and Chris. You know, I guess to be a travel podcast, you can't really be from the place you're talking about. So, just saying. You know, whatever. Sometimes we're happy. I guess. The nominees for the raddest, happiest moment are... From the
0: Berenstein Bears, Jason Rhodes. Well, if you want to do the Berenstain Bears in general, you can do that
15: too. Well, I think uh, I'll go with the special. And uh, I really enjoyed watching it whenever I was a kid and, and had the chicken pox, but the chicken pox kinda,
0: kinda of ruined little,
15: the yeah. enjoyment a little bit, yeah. you know. So <laughs> uh, my happiest moment was when I found it again. I'd actually forgotten about it for a few years and it uh, was just digging around some stuff on eBay and came across the DVD of it. Nice. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that and bought it right away. And it's been in the lineup ever since then. But um, yeah, finding it again after all those years was awesome. And nice. either that or showing it to my kids and and they have really loved it. So it, uh, that's pretty cool too.
3: From Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, Scott Newman, who also was not the only guest host in that episode just saying
17: really Jerry it's all three vignettes with cookie Monster but the nice. last one with the um, with the phone I just think is the funniest and for some reason when he looks at the receiver of the phone he says these look like cuppy cakes <laughs> that's just very funny to me it's not even that funny um, I, I think you know we were uh, the whole family was watching it one, one year and we had done all the, the work of cooking and cleaning up and you know presents everything. We were almost like punch drunk with tiredness. Not, not actually drunk, but <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. watching it and like, we were just in hysterics over it and that uh, brings back a memory for me. So Cookie Monster, just in general, but specifically that line would be my hap-happiest hap, uh, memory from this nice. special.
3: From Gremlins, Manny Torres.
17: Right
23: after he gets Gizmo, mm-hmm. when they're showing the town, Okay. Like, what I keep emphasizing on, like the Christmas feels, the Christmas movies, yeah. before before we see uh, Mrs. Deagle.
0: <laughs> yes, after she... Gizmo, before Mrs. Deagle. <laughs> okay, right on. Yeah, she she's funny because she's kind of like you know as I mentioned, she's like the Scrooge, except yeah. she doesn't get any redemption. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> or, or the Grinch, who also doesn't get any redemption. I mean, she's just like like Mr. Potter, I guess, from It's a Wonderful Life. Just the evil... Well, she gets a fly. You know? <laughs> she, well, she,
12: <laughs> she does, yeah.
3: From Superman, Tim Babb.
12: Now, I wanted to keep it Christmas-related. Yeah. So I would have to say... With the fir- So we usually, or last couple years at least, we have Christmas at our house. And, uh, you know, people come over... Chit chat for a bit, play some, maybe we sing some songs or whatever, and then we have dinner, and then like people are just you know want to chat with each other, yeah, and uh the kids start to get bored, so we put on a movie, and okay. part of it is my oldest will go around with a piece of paper and like take a poll on what movie we get to see and you know, okay. some sometimes he has pre-written suggestions and sometimes. Uh, he'll just let people... Like, sometimes he'll go around twice, everybody gets to suggest, and then he'll go around a and second time, now everybody yeah. gets to vote. Okay, yeah. And so the first time we did that, uh, Superman ended up winning. So we put nice. on Superman during the party. And so I was like, it's Christmas party and Superman's on. This is <laughs> this is peak happiness. That's we got awesome. Superman, John Williams, <laughs> Christmas. I am at the center of this Venn diagram of happiness.
3: And the winner is... <laughs> Manny Torres and Gremlins. Can we wrap this up, guys? Come on, stand late. Where's the Wednesday after part?
1: This is Manny's
14: second nomination and first win.
23: Thank you. Thank you, everybody from the Academy. To all my fans that you are voting for me day and night. Thank you. Thank you for this award, Jerry. Mr. Davila. Thank you for making me part of this special Christmas moment in history. Thank you, everybody. I'm so ha- ha- happy. Thank you. Every- oh my God. Kill the music.
2: Jerry, you didn't invite Anthony to the after party, did you? I don't know what you're talking about, Tom. Okay, good answer. Good answer.
1: They say that knowing is half the battle. What's the other half? Well, these next nominees had it pretty well figured out. The nominees for the raddest half the battle guests are... From Rudolph's shiny new year, Craig Kringle.
4: Seems like you're getting for this one set up to, you know, have some message about, you know, self-esteem or don't care what other people say about, you know, if they laugh at you or something like that. But it's really not that at all. Like, if there's a message to this show, then it's not that knowing is half the battle. It's that you just believe Rudolph's insane optimism and all things in the world will randomly turn out good.
0: (laughs) You know what? It's true, though. It's very true.
1: (laughs) From Christmas Food in Movies, Part 1, Glenn Warren.
0: Uh,
18: Knowing is half the battle but understanding that not everything will go perfectly. Wow. that's, <laughs> no, that's, that's very Enjoying that's- the moment, that's the thing. Enjoying the moment of Christmas, enjoying it with your family, enjoying the food, enjoying the, the t- companionship.
1: From The Monster's Christmas, Matt Lappie.
15: I would say, don't let a witch with a weird hairdo steal your voice. Or you won't be able to sing at Christmas, and you'll have to have a wee child fight your battle for you.
20: From
1: A Mom for Christmas, Holly Cuomo.
10: The other half is don't watch this movie. Um, Just also keep fire away from trees. Use LED lights. Um, I think Jerry can help you out with those. I sure Uh, can. Nice plug. (laughs) Don't use real candles. Um, don't let nannies from Australia come in your house at midnight. (laughs) Uh, Oh man. And like, don't, don't make wishes and steal ball, ball mannequin Santas. And the winner is Glenn Warren
1: from Christmas food in movies. Part one. This is Glenn's first nomination and first win.
18: Hey, this is Glenn from the seasons eatings podcast. And I want to thank Jerry from Totally Rad Christmas in informing me that I won the raddest half the battle guess. I had a great time recording that episode, and it's an honor to be included with all the other great Christmas podcasters.
0: Thanks again. You know, a lot of people say this next category was just an excuse to give myself and my family an award. Those people are right. Here is the nominee for the raddest, most sentimental Christmas memory. From Davila Family Christmas, year one, the Davilas. What about you, Mom? What's your favorite Christmas song?
14: I think it's Oh Holy Night When My Three Sons Sing It.
0: Mm I
14: don't know that song. That would be right now. They could sing it. Mic
0: drop. I'm sorry. (laughs) Mic drop. Yeah, (laughs)
21: sing it. Mic drop. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I think the last time David and Danny were, were both on the show, David did mention that that's just one of the best songs ever written.
12: I've never heard it.
13: What? Oh, come on, man!
0: Yes, yeah. you have. Mariah Carey
13: version. But, oh,
0: also, also, my favorite music is Home Alone, like all of it, <laughs> everything. Yeah, and then also <laughs> uh, the Nutcracker, I guess, also is Christmassy. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Oh, man, That's a, it's hard because they're all so good. And, and you're right, Dad. There's like in different contexts. You want to hear different things. And the winner is the Davilas.
1: This is the Davilas' first nomination and win
14: together.
0: Wow. I had no idea this was going to happen. This is so amazing. Um, you know, I got into broadcasting because I like to give. Sometimes I found myself hurting from giving too much. And I'd say, stop it. I'm always going to cherish it.
3: If you need any other proof that this award
2: show is rigged. Acting like one of the most famous New Yorkers. FDR, yes. I remember him decrying crying rigged when he didn't get his way. So, Jerry,
1: do you know that the right kind of food can really make or break a
0: Christmas party? Oh, you're so right. There's nothing like eating junk and watching rubbish
1: here are the nominees for the raddest, most delicious food from Christmas food in movies part one with Glenn Warren
0: the pies and then the and then, same thing with the pies as well yes <laughs> and
18: I, I actually I actually rewound it a couple times and wrote down they got apple peach pumpkin blueberry cherry and banana cream
21: <laughs> oh, <laughs> like
18: man. I, I, I I would say... I don't know if it's a culture thing because you can't go to Christmas dinner
20: and go away hungry.
1: From M and M's with Sean Sotka, the holiday chocolate.
20: And much to the chagrin of my parents, and a lot of go back to bed for another hour, and then sitting there <laughs> watching, watching that clock for an hour, watching your watch for an hour. Come on, yeah. let's get it to this time. So six a.m. comes around, I can get up. But at six a.m., my parents would let me look at my stocking, and that's where I had that candy cane of M&M's. And you'd sit there, go through your stocking, chewing on some M&M's and have M&M's here and there while you're opening presents and stuff. And so it's been a staple for me for Christmas to have M&M's, so that's my happiest moments, just sitting there with the family, just on Christmas
17: morning.
1: From Davila, family Christmas year one with Derry and Danny Davila. The hot
17: chocolate. Probably decorating, or
0: probably I mean, when, it's the same. It's yeah, it's decorating the tree, Having drinking fun. the hot chocolate, chocolate M M&M and M cookies, opening so the like presents. Four, four different
13: distinct times that this that we would have to do this every Christmas season. There was the time when we were decorating the tree. Yes, there was like Christmas Eve. Like Eve, we would, hear, we would usually have. Like a small get together, my mom would always invite someone over, whether it was our cousins or one of her girlfriends and their kids. Uh, uh. Over, and we'd have like dips and cookies and hot cocoa. And again, we'd have to play that music or it wasn't like officially happening.
1: And from Christmas Food in Movies, part one with Glenn Warren, the lasagna.
18: Well, before that, though, he's dreaming. Oh. He's dreaming of his of waking up. And John has oh, and John six has the lasagnas. lasagnas. Yeah. his breakfast lasagna, his bre-
0: <laughs> as one should have. <laughs> yeah, you know it takes a long time to make a lasagna, <laughs> so I don't know how As many you know, of... they're
18: not Stouffers, unfortunately. No, they're
0: <laughs> no, they're definitely not. They're probably homemade. And uh, poor John, I mean, he's he's got to be just making these things forever, you know, yeah, for days. And the winner is. The Pies from Christmas Food and Movies Part 1 with Glenn Warren. Oh, congrats, Glenn.
1: Yum. This is Glenn's second nomination and win.
0: Hi, this is Glenn from
18: the Season's Eatings Podcast, and I've been informed that I've won the raddest, Most Delicious Food for Christmas Food and Movies category. I want to thank Jerry for all the hard work he's done, and I had a great time discussing the three Christmas movies we had on that episode. And it's always an honor To be included and all the wonderful christmas podcasters out there thanks again jerry for all the work you do and i look forward to hearing many more episodes in the future and we're back the two
2: co-hosts who love each
3: other more than anything tom did
2: you ever put ornaments in your beard i did in fact put ornaments in my beard as did everybody in 2018
3: some guests have magnificent facial hair, and some of those guests haven't been nominated because this uh, nominating contest is rigged. But you wouldn't know anything about that, Tom, because you don't have magnificent facial hair.
2: Can you just compare the 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 look of our beards right now? Can Can you zoom in on both of these, and maybe that'll give answers? No, they can't. Here are nominees for the nominees: are nominated. from the Caroleers, Tom Crow. You know he was involved with the caroliers, right? Was he? I didn't know. I, I did not know that. It's really random that you'd pull him, that you'd call him out. Um, again, the information on the caroliers is so hard to find. You go to these really <laughs> random, obscure websites. Yep. But I'm going to go on and treat all of them as though they are well-researched canon.
0: Yes, um, I agree. Because what other choice do we have? <laughs> who,
2: his name was Bobby Stewart. That's it, Bobby Stewart, yeah. And Bobby Stewart was supposedly, he did a, uh, supposedly he did stuff with the Caroliners. From Newhart, Todd Killian.
8: Last year I tried fruitcake for the first time um, because of you know, all the jokes you ever hear about it right. are always negative. And then I thought, you know what? It can't be that bad because how are they selling all these fruitcakes if, if they're just so terrible? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, and my, and, my, and my dad gets a fruitcake every year. You get, there's this one specialty store he buys a fruitcake from every year that he just swears by. And so I tried a little piece of it. And now I've tried fruitcake and I can move on with my life. <laughs>
4: so, gotcha. <laughs> yeah.
3: From Blackadder's Christmas Carol adam parker simon
11: it's yeah it's a, a sort of charity collectors i suppose it's i think they're orphans aren't they those three boys i think so they're sort of
0: yeah i wasn't the positive i think
11: no said. the orphan master i suppose that looks after them but i think they're described <laughs> as orphans on the uh, back of the the dvd box i have yeah. oh i gotcha <laughs> the enormous orphans is how the dvd book describes orphans, them <laughs>
0: yeah
11: <laughs> well they and uh oh he's he's a beadle is what the man is known as and i think a beadle was um oh, with a the victorian D, right? term mm-hmm. yeah for someone that would sort of um, look after the poor and needy and especially orphans and do fundraising usually in a christian um, um, setting of some kind I gotcha. so i think that's what the character is playing
2: from choose your own adventure chris sisley
7: and if this all happened in the past i imagine that it- it's it's people are in the future are aware of it. So maybe when he fell down and disappeared, the mom was like, "Oh, he must be on an adventure in the past."
0: <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, one of those,
7: one of those uh, magic time travels uh, <laughs>
15: adventures from the Dukes of Hazzard, Jason Rhodes. And I mean, there there is like in this episode, there was there were guns present, but yeah. there's never there a gun fired or anything. Nope. The Duke boys always solve everything with, without usually violence there's a fight here and there you know they they generally get tied up in an episode yeah. um it always ends peacefully
0: yeah which is again something else that you really don't see you know no. and from doogie hauser md brian all right i'm gonna i'm gonna get right up on the mic for this one
22: How can you guys is this okay
0: yeah it's intimate. all right um i am also going to be playing the role of Vinny uh for this segment and go, uh, hey, you know, uh, you're a real beautiful couple when you're kissing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and scene. And the winner is Jason, Jason Rhodes, Rhodes, Rhodes from the Dukes, from the of, the Hazzard. Dukes of Hazzard.
15: Thank you to all the listeners that voted for the Raddies, and those that voted for my beard for Rattus Beard. And as far as my beard goes, I've worked on it for several years now, and it's great that I can actually call it award-winning. So thanks, everybody, again for the votes. Thank you.
1: Isn't it a lovely night?
15: Define lovely.
3: But I will say, regardless of your definition, it's just lovely being here with you, Julia. And just like tonight... Some guests are very lovely as well. They're such a delight to speak with and listen to. Gives me the feels. Here are the nominees for the raddest, kindest guest. Starting with the best, though I may be biased as she is my co host, from Cabbage Patch Kids, Julia
2: Colburn.
1: Oh my gosh, I didn't know I was nominated!
3: If she doesn't win this award, I will burn the radies to the ground.
1: I can't I I have a hard time parsing it in, into one moment yep. because my childhood exists with Lily.
21: Uh-huh.
1: So she was just always there and we lost a dog at some point in there and I remember oh, I'm sorry. you know Lily being Refuge a little bit, right? It was, I could sleep with her every night, and Uh I had something I could squeeze and love
10: on.
3: From Santa Claus, a movie, Ben Harrison.
10: It's very sad to think of like what her life must have led up to for her to be living with her step uncle in (laughs) in New York. You know, like what, how do you get to that? (laughs) From a Garfield Christmas special, Art
1: Kilmer.
22: We have experienced someone loving us before. hopefully <laughs> uh, right, and right. you know we learn from those good examples and and to take what we've learned how other people have loved us and then show that love towards others uh it, it's such a powerful thing mm-hmm. and and i i think it's really interesting that what garfield says there that it's not even the giving you know you hear that a lot it's uh, at right. christmas you know it's not about getting it's about giving or it's right. you know, it's, and, you know I, I think that has a good point but he really takes it I guess deeper and it's to the next not, level yeah. yeah it's not even about giving you know you might not be able to give something uh, or you might be able to give something that you just cobbled together with old farm tools and you know give your <laughs> yeah. give your cat tetanus or something but,
4: <laughs>
22: uh, but well, yeah it's yep. it's that loving that that act of those acts of love that we are capable of and that i think we really need right now
1: from mickey's christmas carol
14: mary richards In, i do too yeah, I totally, I totally do too. It's just so fun. It's just, I mean, the music, as soon as it started, I was like singing along I and mean, most of the words kind of came back to me. I just thought, oh, I love this. And my Merry, high
0: schoolers,
14: I know. Yeah. <laughs> my high schooler goes, oh yeah, they used to run all the credits before, didn't they? I'm like, well, yeah, but they're making it enjoyable for you, you know?
0: Right.
3: Yeah. So. From Bon Jovi B. Sting, Ricky mm. Meese.
16: But I think that's also the wonder of Christmas is that there's room for all of this. There's room for the sacred, to the fun and lighthearted, to the, the belief of Santa and all that comes with him, to the decorating and to the lights and to, and to the Christmas fun, whatever that may entail. And I think that's also what makes Christmas special is that all of these things can coexist together without overriding each other. For me, Gabriel's message wins out just because of its sound, its poignancy, its delivery, and because it was such a surprise with the way Sting is able to get it out. He can, I've seen him perform it just, you know, online, and it, I feel something with it. And the winner
3: is... I really want to pull a moonlight here, Julia. I am so sorry. Art Kilmer from a Garfield Christmas special.
1: This is Art's first nomination and win.
22: Hey, everyone. This is amazing that I won the Kindest Guest Award for the Totally Rad Christmas podcast. Thank you so much to my my fellow nominees, Julia, Mary, Ricky, and Ben. Uh, you all are wonderful and some of the nicest people I've ever listened to. I just want to thank you, my fellow nominees, for helping to spread Christmas cheer through many wonderful acts and words of kindness. So thank you. Thank you, Jerry, for this. This has been a lot of fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to another great year of podcasting. Uh, take care, everyone.
2: Julia, dude, you really should have won that.
3: For once, Tom and I agree on something. This (laughs) award show is hot garbage.
0: Well, you know, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Because, I mean, uh, although Julia didn't win for the kindest guest, uh, she did win for raddest, nicest guest. Uh, You think I'd let Julia not be acknowledged as like the best of all of us here? (laughs) Come on
1: my gosh.
0: So, Julia, you have your own award, and it is for the raddest, nicest guest.
1: You know, it's been a lifelong dream to stand up here on this stage and hold this gigantic trophy. I've practiced for years and years on what I would say in an acceptance speech like this, and I just want to thank my mom, because she's amazing, and I want to thank my husband. Love you so much, baby. And my agent, man, you really rock it for me. Thanks, everybody.
0: Tom, uh, bro, I've had a lot of guests come back on the show a few times, haven't I? Dude, you have.
2: It's totally rad to talk about retro stuff with you. Everybody is lining up to do it. Has anybody ever? Has anybody ever told you no? The nominees for the Jerry B Award for the most guest appearances are
0: Anthony Caruso. With a whopping six appearances.
2: Chris Sisley with three appearances.
0: Tom Crow with three appearances.
2: Todd Killian with a remarkable four appearances. I have this one in the bag. No
3: one's taking this one away from me.
2: And Danny Davila with three appearances. Wow. I talk
0: about some great nominees here. And the winner is what whoa Uh, i don't believe it. it what an upset with three appearances it's tom crow
3: what the crap man this award i'm done I am done. I'm done with the Ratties. I'm done with his podcast. I'm done with President Hot Dog, who started this whole thing the minute he labeled me the worst and turned everyone against me.
2: Well, that's sad. Quiet, you.
1: This is Tom's fifth nomination and second win. (laughs) Wow.
2: Walking away with not one but two Raddies this year, I I can't believe it, y'all. Thank you, thank you so much. And this award means a lot to me. I got the Jerry D Award for most guest appearances, um, which is amazing uh, because I did literally half the work as as Anthony and still got the reward um, just because of the 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 value and contribution to what I do versus what Jerry does. I I guess this means that, that every one thing Tom does is more than twice what Anthony does. And while I've always felt that it's nice to have a confirmation from Jerry D and from the community. So thank you all and know that I will continue to put in um, the bare minimum possible and still know that I'm walking away beating Anthony. Thank you.
3: Can we wrap this one up here, Jerry? Can okay, let's go. Let's let's get to the after party. No one wants to hear this rigged ceremony anymore.
0: Like, let's go. Let's go, let's this. You know, Anthony, I I will wrap this thing up because you're right. Everybody wants to get to a, a totally rad Christmas party. But I can't do that yet because there's one last award to give out.
3: What's it going to be? The best co-host to Jerry Davila? The best host of the Raddies, Jerry Davila?
0: <laughs> I almost gave myself another award. You're right. But this one is actually the raddest Clark Griswold Award. <gasps> and it goes to you because you have the most heart of all the people on my show. Thank you for being such a good sport. Thank you for loving Christmas the way you do. And thank you for being here Yay!
2: today. Congratulations, Anthony. But I do have to ask you said he was such a good sport have you been listening for the this episode you had your time to talk what? it's
3: my turn i I, re, I really don't know uh, we give a lot of I really wasn't on ex- our show okay okay very <laughs> nice. I, I, I really wasn't expecting this i I don't know what to say I am very very touched and I will and that's all we support. have
0: tonight so uh thank you for being Tom here got
3: multiple. The- <laughs> How many times did Todd win or Tom or they all got multiple acceptance
0: speeches and you're
3: playing the rap music for We only had a place
0: for an hour, man. We only had a place for an hour. We got to go. Can you
3: at least play Christmas and Hollis to wrap me up?
0: Wow. What a great night. Thanks to everyone. All our listeners, my wonderful co-hosts. Thanks to all my guests, the Christmas Podcast Network and the Illumapati So check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling like you just want a ratty, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now don't forget to vote. Later, dudes.